1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart real deal guests, and i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I really want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that and is continually doing it, Uh, and I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today. Now for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, mastermind group, or through powerful words, character development, all-star cheer sites, or dance sites done right, you know how much I focus on the development and constant improvement of your brand, right? Well, today's show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable info about a super hot topic to help you succeed, as well as a fun way to deliver it. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. You know, we only get one chance to go around this merry-go-round, so uh, it's time to make it one hell of a ride. All right, boys and girls. It is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put down Pinterest, put down Twitter, put down your phone, your laptop, your dog, your cat, your child, your spouse, whatever. Put away anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second. So before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Master Rick Rando is owner and president of Kickmasters Karate. Head facilitator at Randospeaks.com and the CEO of Adron Enterprises. A traditional Taekwondo practitioner for the past 26 years, uh, Rando owns one of the largest open space martial arts schools in the country. He's currently a fifth degree black belt, endorsed by martial arts legend Grandmaster Bill Superfoot Wallace. And he's been featured in Martial Arts Success and Black Belt Magazine. A motivational speaker, uh, Rick has conducted thousands of presentations in the school system and in the business community. He's been also been a keynote speaker at hundreds and hundreds of events. Rick is currently a member of the Martial Arts Industry Association and the Allegheny County Character Counts Program. He's a graduate from the Disney Institute and has earned the Gold and Platinum Mark of Excellence Award by Century Martial Arts for the past six years. An accomplished author, Rando has penned four cover articles featured in MA Success Magazine and has appeared on the covers of both Allegheny and MA Success Magazine. He's been featured in five Maya monthly instructional DVDs and was named one of Allegheny County's top 10 most fascinating people in 2013. Randall is a current member of the Allegheny County Student Business Advisory Committee, a marathon runner, and a board member of the Vicki Viadots and Leukemia Foundation. And most of all, a pretty cool guy. So, Rick, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you.
0: Jason, it is my honor. I am humbled to be on your show. I'm excited to be here. Excited to uh, hopefully impart some wisdom upon your listeners. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, I listen to your podcast when it comes out. It's the first one that I, I tune into uh, even more so than any of the other subscriptions I have, because I know that I'm going to walk away with something of value, something that I can implement literally today. So thank you for having me. It's my honor.
1: Wow, oh, fabulous, fabulous! Well, let me let me tell you this. Um, before we get started, you know, for those who haven't had the opportunity of meeting you or listening to you speak, do me a favor: share your story with our listeners, all right? You know, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Rick Rando? Well,
0: well uh, I've heard you ask other guests this, and, and of course, they, they tell their story and, and, and they try to sum it up in a nutshell. And uh, it's almost like a therapy session with you because I if I if I if I start peeling away layers of onions. We may be here for a while, but I'll I'll try to summate it as as best I can. Basically, I love engaging people. Uh, I love uh, mentoring to the young. Uh, I love motivating the lazy. (laughs) I love telling stories about life, uh, inspiration, inspiring people. And I just want to make sure that people understand that they can change the reality at any time. Um, So basically, with all of that said... I want leadership by example, point blank, uh, in everything that I do, whether it's a martial arts instruction, whether it's speaking, teaching, writing. Uh, obviously, I want to walk the walk and talk the talk. So uh, if everybody's doing that, and of course, if I'm helping to perpetuate that, we have constant, positive, and valuable interactions daily with the people around us. You know, I, I, I see this a lot, especially with our young. They're so engrossed into their electronic devices, they forget that social interactions are not only valuable, but they're going to be necessary, especially if they want to get a job later on or if they want to really make a difference. Because with all the noise that's out there, and of course we're going to talk about this later, you really have to stand out in a positive way. So me, just, just in a nutshell, that's pretty much it. I want to make sure that when I walk away from someone, in whatever facet that would be, whatever whatever facet that would be, that that lifts them up, that they feel like they got something of value, even if it's just something simple like a smile or holding the door or uh, something that they notice I'm doing in a positive way. And uh, it's really hard because it's it's almost like you're wearing the superhero uh, cape sometimes. Because as we all know, everyone watches the leader, and uh, as we all know, everybody's quick to point out when the leader makes a mistake. So Rick Rando itself. Me, uh, I'm just a humble guy, just trying to make a small difference in, in, in the marble we're on, and uh, I'm 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 excited about this thing, man. Today, I, I appreciate you having me. So that's kind of the that kind of the, the uh, modern where I am now in life, uh, and, and if we want to go back deeper, we can. But but you know, let's get to the content. Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah, no
1: doubt, no doubt. You know, it, it's interesting. This uh, this past summer, when uh, I got a chance to spend a couple minutes with you in Vegas. Um, at the martial arts super show, you know, I actually walked away from that conversation and said, yeah, yeah, that, that's absolutely the kind of guy, a, that's going to be perfect for our listeners, but just, you know, there, there are people that actually provide you with energy and there are people who just suck you dry of it. And unfortunately, you know, we all are tend tend to be burdened with those who, who who suck energy from us. So it was. I found it to be you know refreshing to have that conversation with you. And and I'm sorry it took this long to uh, to get you on the show, but you know what? We're here, so uh, let's boogie. Um, so tell me this. You know, obviously we're going to be talking about brands and branding. Um, let's let's break it down for folks who might not understand or might not have ever learned this before. What would you say is the difference between brand and branding?
0: All right, well, I'm going to give you sort of the textbook definition, and I'm going to give you my definition,
1: okay? Right.
0: So uh, brand is the perceptions and substantive experiences that consumers have with your company, uh, the product, the services, or the people that surround your entity or your, uh, your, uh, your product itself. Uh, their perceptions and experiences, of course, are organized as stories that people tell about the company's people and their use of the product and services. Oh, man, that's, that's deep. The branding itself is basically the stories, experiences, and perceptions dealing with the company, product, people, or services provided, and the tangible good that goes along with that. So, okay, what does that mean? Because that's a lot. Because if I was listening, I would just have turned it to somebody else. <laughs> Brand is what and how you feel. And branding is how you get that feeling across to consumers. So basically, the brand is what it is uh, itself, what it stands for, what you are, what you represent. And the branding is how you tell that story, how you convey that to people that know nothing about your service or the product that you uh, offer or what you actually do in your community. Okay, And I, and I just want to give you something very, very simple that you can remember when we talk about branding and brand and how to get that pr- across. Everything that you say, that you do, that you provide, every interaction that someone has with you, the people that work for you, your customers, your clients, everything speaks. Everything speaks. So if there's one little piece of, of, of tangible uh, good that you walk away with this podcast from, it's, it's, uh, it's that everything speaks. Everything directs, the customer, client, consumer, uh, everything sends a message, uh, and, and I got I got that really at the Disney Institute, and you know they're going through. Uh, you know I spent a week there, uh, learning their practices, how they do things, and that was the piece of gold that I spent thousands of dollars to get, uh, and I just gave it to you strictly. Uh, you know basically if your name and logo occupy uh, materials in a positive way, and people want those those items. It's being placed in the forefront of the consumer's mind space and their mind share and becomes a walking advertisement. And basically, if you have um, a good brand through branding or a good branding through your brand, you are going to get the shelf space and, of course, a product that people want to purchase over and over and over again. And also, if you're selling a good, like, let's say, an Under Armour shirt, Well, let's face it, you know, that stuff, I don't know what they they feed their silkworms, maybe caviar or something. But when you wear an Under Armour sweatshirt or sweatpants or even socks, I'm wearing Under Armour socks. You know, that stuff is amazing. And people want that. Um, They know the quality associated with it. And um, a a, a JCPenney's or Sears or, um, you know, some sort of sports goods store, they're going to give the shelf space to go ahead and allow for people to actually purchase the product because it gives you that leveraging power. It gives you those items that people are going to want and need and they're going to crave, and of course, they're going to pay top dollar for it.
1: That actually makes a lot of sense. You know, let, 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 let's start even before this for a second because, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I've always um, been proud of for the real deal is that. Somebody's able to kind of get something that they can do right now, you know, one actionable step that they can take today. So this is just kind of like on the top of my mind. It's like when you start um, constructing your logo, your tagline, all that kind of stuff, you know, what should you be branding?
0: Well, the first thing is that you have to identify what your brand actually is and um, how it differentiates your product from... A competitor or something in a different sector that could possibly mean the same thing or um, you have to mold your brand into something that's, that's marketable. And of course, basically, it's really simple. You just ask yourself three simple questions. And once you ask yourself these questions, if you can answer uh, truthfully, honestly, it sort of gives you some insight of where you are now, where you're going to go, and what you should be doing to help get you there. And the questions are simple. Where did you come from? So where did you come from when you're creating this product, okay? What's your story? You know, the Chick-fil-A story is, you know, uh, is fantastic. The KFC story fantastic. These people started in, in, in a small shop, one location. That's their story. So maybe tradition, maybe pride of customer service, maybe quality of product. Maybe it's a brand new product that no one has ever seen before. Um, second, who are you now? Who are you now? What do you do? What kind of difference do you make daily? Uh, What do you do that provides a service or a good that's making a difference or that somebody would want to purchase? And the third question is, who do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years, 20 years? Now, these may seem like really basic generic questions, but I guarantee that if you answer honestly and you say, okay, what am I doing in life now? Why, when I go to work, is it important? And am I going to be there five and 10 years from now? Maybe you're creating a company from scratch. Maybe you're, you're creating a new service. Well, you, there has to be some history there of why you're there. And, of course, where are you in that in that module? You know, are you uh, ready to go to market with it? Are you, is this just a concept? Um, do you need investors? You know, are you ready to go ahead and implement it you know, uh, stateswide or globally? Uh, and, of course, where do you want to be from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? What's your, uh, what's your main plan of distributing this product, service, good, Uh and also, you know, kind of on the back end, I mean, and and we were just talking about this before we started, you know, what's your exit strategy? (laughs) You know, that, that is really not what we're talking about today, because you know, hey, if you haven't created the company yet, you can't think about how to get out of it. And if you're already thinking about how to get out of it, you probably should just go work at Walmart or something because it's just not for you. But basically, when you ask yourself these questions, you create your your company's tagline. Uh and I don't like to use the word tagline. I use I like to use the word brand promise. Because basically, what you're saying, when you create your tangible good, you're saying, okay, this is what we do, this is what the service we're going to provide, and this is how it's going to make a difference. So, in my martial arts studio, the brand is Kickstarting Confident Leaders. Coincidentally, uh, when I speak and I go to speaking engagements and I can do consulting, it's the same tagline, Kickstarting Confident Leaders. It makes sense, it's short, it's sweet, it gets to the point, but basically, what it does is it pre-frames my brand with a tangible concept to potential clients who have never uh, had any contact with me previously or don't know what it is that I do. So basically, it's, it's a product, very short, because I don't have, in, in my, in my um, what I do, I don't have something that you can touch and feel. You see, it's, it's conceptual, just like in martial arts. You know, of course, you sell uniforms, you sell belts, and uh, you sell belt racks, and you sell... Um, know, uh, heavy bags and things like that, but what we want to do is we want to sell something bigger than that, because it, it, just in, in, in the case of my martial arts studio, we want to build leaders. We don't just want to teach martial arts, because with, in this day and age, with technology, if you want to learn how to kick and punch, you just Google kicking and punching, and you'll find a billion people that will teach you on the internet how to throw a good punch, how to throw a good kick, okay? We, we, we don't want to do that. Because that doesn't differentiate uh, us from our competitor or us from maybe uh, you know, dancing or gymnastics or something like that. We want to take the art of martial arts and we want to elevate that because it's not just that we teach martial arts. Because okay, we're going to kickstart the confident leader inside of you. And as far as what you brand to go ahead and make that happen is really indicative of uh, the service that you provide. So as I mentioned earlier, you want tangible goods that you can then brand with your logo, with your tagline. And just, just simply, just in, 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 from what we do as martial artists, you can brand anything from uniforms to T-shirts, backpacks, sparring gear, toboggan, school supplies. Uh, we're just doing jackets and sweaters here so not too long from now. Uh, thermals, wristbands, bookmarks, uh, slings, backpacks, shield signs, baby apparel, blankets. Uh, you, you can brand pretty much anything that people will buy. Now, the market dictates... What you can do, and also you should be very vigilant of where you put your brand. So that all comes down to what your tagline is. So ours is "Kickstarting Leaders, Confident Leaders." So do we want a brand ladies' underwear on the butt that says "Kickstarting Confident Leaders"? No, that doesn't fit our brand, okay? Because we're not selling women's undergarments to leaders. How is that going to make you a leader? Run around in your underwear, you know that. So that doesn't necessarily fit. And we can talk about uh, this a little bit later if you like. But but also the other thing that you should be really um, Vigilant of is what your branding and logo actually looks like. You know, a lot of martial arts studios, up until about 10 years ago, it's very traditional. So, uh, just in the, in the case of just Kung Fu, and we all know this by the, by the Furious Five on Kung Fu Panda, you have the snake and you have uh, the monkey and, and you have different elements of Kung Fu. Well, what happens, they take that one element, they have a big picture of a dragon spitting fire with three daggers coming out of the back. And they say, okay, this is our logo. And then they would go into a school system and expect kids to sign up for that. <laughs> you know, it just, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And people make hundreds of thousands of dollars of coming up with logos. You know, the, the, the hidden arrow in FedEx, I think, is, is probably the most genius logo I think I've ever seen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google FedEx and look at their logo and you'll see. If you look close enough, you'll see the hidden arrow in there. And it makes sense. You know, you didn't have a college student, you know, pay 30 bucks to come up with that or somebody in their basement say, well, I think this looks good. You know, you really need to hire professionals when you come up with your tag or your brand promise and also your logo of how you want it to affect and also stimulate people to buy or even try your service, you know. I know as a parent of a four-year-old, anything with a skull or a dagger on it, I'm really leery of. (laughs) Because... You know, my kid's four. I mean, he, you know, he doesn't know what any of that stuff is. And, and my dad, my job as a dad is to protect him from some of those things, you know, and if we're selling, you know, monster energy drink, you know, you know, the the, the tagline and branding on that is going to be very, very different than, you know, Carter's kids clothes. You know, it's going to be very different. So, you know, just to answer your basic question with a, with a really long answer, uh, really have to have a lot of thought that goes into it. Our tagline took over two years to create. And what we did is we actually interviewed uh, parents at our studio, and we asked the, the best, our best clients, the best ones, our, our, our best ones that are the most affluent, that has the, the most well-mannered kids, uh, that always paid on time, they showed up for classes. They were your winners. They were your champions. You know, They were referring people left and right without even being asked or, asked or prompted. These are the people that you want to hang out with outside of work, but you didn't, you know, because you don't want to sort of cross that line. We brought them into the office and we asked them about seven or eight questions about our program. You know, why are you here? What made you start? You know, when you think of Kick Masters Karate, what comes to mind? And they start throwing out these words, these descriptive words. And after, after all of these interviews were over, we compiled that data and the two words that came to mind confidence. And leadership. It came up
1: over and
0: over and over. So then you've got to ask yourself those three questions. Okay, where were you? Okay, is this kind of what you had in mind when you started? Where are you now? Which is, that's where we were now. And where do you want to be? And does this fit? So the brand promise then evolved uh, accordingly. And then, of course, we went and we, we made sure we had the right logo and the right look. Behind our logo is the, the Kanji symbol for courage, which was extremely important of when you go out on your own or when you try something new. It applies uh, to new students, it applies students testing for black belt, it applies to students that we put in our leadership programs or people that would come on the floor for the first time. So uh, that sort of made some uh, symbolic reference to us. And then there, of course in our logo there is no dragon, there is no spinning skull, there is no daggers and swords and stuff, even though the martial arts is very deep rooted in some of these elements. so. You want to make sure you have mass appeal or niche appeal depending on what you're doing, so with your clients, I think it's important to really stop and think about that before you just come up with some sort of logo and throw it out there. makes a lot
1: of sense, definitely makes a lot of sense. Where do you feel um you know how can detail in the tangible good you know the facility, your client care, customer service, your efficiency and really over delivery? how does that drive your brand?
0: Well, I think. You are what you're known for. And there's a very interesting thing I learned a couple years ago that perception is reality. So what people perceive to be true in their own mind is true. It's, it's the reality. And uh, like I said, I'm a big Disney fan. You go to the Disney Studios and you go to the back Backlot uh, Tour. They just actually closed that. But on the streets of America, you, you can stand and you see, if, if you look at one point, you can look back in the Disney Studios and see these huge skyscrapers. And they're humongous, and it looks like a New York City street. And in another view, you can see um, a San Francisco street. And, and of course, when you walk up to these things, they're facades. They're fake. They're just like giant uh, cardboard buildings, you know, that are meant to withstand the hurricanes and stuff. But where you're standing at a certain point, it looks real. Of course, it's not real, and it's like a movie set. And, of course, that's the point. So when somebody hears that you're expensive, when they hear that your studio is dirty, when they hear that... You provide excellent customer service. When they, when they hear that, you're involved with the community. So you have the good stuff and the bad stuff. When they hear these items, they hear these things, over and over and over again, it certainly becomes reality. It's like, it's like lore. So I was just telling somebody the other day, uh, when I was in ninth grade, I, I had this kid that was bullying, bullying me. He was picking on me down in, in the locker room. And he kept shoving me over. I was trying to tie my shoe. My foot was on this bench. And uh, he'd step up and he, he'd shove me. Of course, all these guys were around because, you know, I've done martial arts, uh, you know, since I was 10. And, of course, they all wanted to see what I was going to do. And, uh, you know, I said, hey, uh, if you shove me again, you're going to be sorry. And, of course, I put my foot up. I'm, I'm tying my shoe. I'm looking right at this kid. And this kid, you know, he just couldn't resist. He was one of those ones that loved to push your buttons. And he shoved me again. And I stepped back and I kicked him in the ribs. And he, I mean, seriously, it's like an after school special. He flew back to the wall. He grabbed his ribs. And, of course he slid down the wall and, you know, he, you know just then the, the, the teacher came in and he shouted, him, all right, guys, let's line up. Of course, you know, uh, I didn't know what to do. I was going to be suspended, you know, all this kind of stuff. The, the point of the story was, and of course, you know, the kid was okay. I didn't get suspended because, of course, you know, uh, back then, you know, the bullies, you, you took care of things with your hands. I'm not advocating that, by the way. Don't do that. Uh, but by the end of the day, the point of the story is, by the end of the day, the legend had grown where this kid was in traction, he was going to die, I kicked him with a jump flying whatever kick, you know, and, and I, was, I was like the toughest kid in the history of the school, you know, and this is before social media, God help us, that that would happen today, because, you know, I, 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 who knows what would happen, the video would be posted online, and I'd be on Letterman and all this stuff, you know, but what I'm saying is perception then became reality, and nobody touched me. In my course of high school, uh, my four-year high school career from that point on, you know, and, and because everybody was afraid to. They were afraid that I was going to hit him with a jump-spinning tornado kick and put him into traction, and they were going to die, and they were on the deathbed, and he was filling out the will, and I mean, it's, just, it's crazy how that, how that happened. Good thing for me, that was my moment, my, one of my defining moments as far as my physical skill. Nobody touched me. But also, it really changed the trajectory of high school for me, because I... I um, I had a great time in high school. I loved high school. You know, I got along with everybody and, and, and things like that. But that's just one example of what your brand can really do for you. Now, what would have happened if I missed the kid or didn't kick him? Or what happens if it, it didn't hurt him? Or what happens if he would have beat me up? Or punched me in the, in the face? And, and by the end of the day, it would have went completely different, of course, completely changing. And we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later of monitoring your brand. But you really have to make sure that when you provide a service a good or somebody has interaction with you or your staff or, or even just your website, it has to be a positive one. It has to, has to create an emotion where people want to either reach out to you or try it or touch it or pick up the phone or send an email or respond to it in a positive way on Twitter or Instagram or just making sure that um, it stays true to your brand. You know, now, do you think if you're selling Harleys that you want to go into the nursery, fire up the Harleys and say, "Hey, we have the perfect way to put your kid to sleep." Right? <laughs> All of a sudden the perception is, "Well, Harley doesn't care about little kids." The reality is they're mean, they're bullies, you know, they're exhausted, they're trying to kill kids, and by the end of the week, the brand would be ruined. You know, even if it was meant as something if something sort of fun or spontaneous or some sort of marketing genius said, "Well, that's a great way to sell Harleys to moms or something like that." So just one mistake uh, can really sort of knock your brand or really, uh, really affect you in a negative way. So the details in the good and the facility and your service and your efficiency really become the stories then. You know, what happens when there's a mistake? What do you do? How do you handle that? What's, what's your customer service like? Are, is your staff engaging? Are they smiling? Um, you know, one thing that we have at our studio is really, really simple. That, but I learned this at a fast food restaurant when I visited a couple couple years ago, we have a helium tank in, in our in our back storage room. And any time that we see a little kid or he's having a bad day or mom's just stressed out and overworked, we go in the back, we get one of our Kickmaster's branded balloons, we blow it up, we tie it, and when they're about to leave, we, we, we come in and we give them a balloon. We say, just because, you know, we, we thought maybe that little Johnny's having a bad day, and guess what, Johnny smiles, you know, mom's happy, but before we give it to him, we make sure that they understand Now, in the car, Big Brother's going to hold this balloon, or we're going to put it in the backpack. But once you get home, you can play with it. It's yours forever and ever and ever. And just because you're a great kid, and we know that you're having a bad day, but we know you can do better. Things like that on somebody's birthday, balloons. If we're having a special event at the studio, we're already set with balloons. And a couple years ago, there was a helium shortage. I don't know how that happened. But um, just a little thing like that, just a little balloon, a 10-cent balloon with our logo on it, and of course, that's important. Um, can really make a difference. You know? and the other thing is, too, you know, there, there can be elements at your facility, at least in our martial arts studio, that, that really make a big difference, too. We have a, a 10 by 20 foot backlit neon sign on the, on the side of our building. This thing, it's red and green, and, a, and around Christmas time, when there's no leaves on the, uh, on the trees, it looks like Santa lives there. Which is exactly kind of why we did that. Our numbers always go up around Christmas because they think Santa's there. So they come in, they say, "Where's Santa Claus?" No, Santa Claus isn't here, but we do martial arts here. Let me show you what we do. You know, we have a, a nine-foot water wall. Um, you know, in, in our studio. Uh, you know, that that just the the stone uh, was harvested stone from the Indian rainforest. You know, we've got most we have we have. Um, mm, uh, regular fluorescent lighting for our regular classes but then on special events and when our demo team performs we have 58 recess lights in our studio in 12 different lighting zones so it's almost like a concert we can dim those any way we want we can highlight different things when we do fight scenes or fight choreography and of course we have the state-of-the-art sound system you know we've, we've hand carved our mat our logo we've sandblasted um, the glass in our rooms so just little things like that but let me, let me just sort of switch gears of what's in your brand to, to what's not in your brand. Because that can be just as important, too. At our studio, we have a no-shoe policy, which means when you have to take your shoes off at first, we sort of have one thing that we have to overcome because a lot of people are really hesitant and reserved. But because we keep our facility super clean, people understand, well, oh, they, so that's what they're doing to make sure they keep this, the mat clean and the carpet clean. Also, you know, it goes sort of a little deeper than that, at least with just that one element. When you take your shoes off, it reminds you of being at home. And when you're home, you're comfortable. And, you know, when, when you find a place you're comfortable, are you going to be quick to leave? Now, Now, you can't do that at a fast food place or somewhere we serve, you know, uh, serve food. And you have to check with your local codes to see if that's okay. But at our studio, it really does fit. Uh, we have a no cell phone policy. We want to teach kids to be confident, to be focused, to make sure they have self-value and self-worth. And we don't need the baby got back ringtone going on, on the side uh, there anytime. time. And the other thing is, too, that we do a a service at at our studio, and the number one perception amongst martial arts studios to outsiders is that either they're too rough, they're too small, or they, they cost too much, or they smell. And what we've done is we found a product out there called Scent Air, and it has revolutionized the way that people interact with the smell of our facility because when we ask you to take your shoes off, there's a smell. When you sweat, there's a smell. Okay, when, when you speak, with your breath, there's a smell. When you use the bathroom, there's a smell. There are smells associated with just about everything that we do with our, in our body. So what we do, we found this, this company, theres Great. They sent us these there containers that really make our, our, our studio smell wonderful. And it's a custom smell just for our studio. So what happens is we link our brand with something that's clean, that's positive. People come in and they say, wow, that smells great. What is that smell? You know, well, if you smell that anywhere else, or even a hint of that cleaner anywhere else, you're going to immediately think of our studio and how clean it is. And uh, it's really, it's a really big game changer. But let me give you the let me give you the nugget on, on this one: detail and service invokes brand loyalty, and it creates the stories and the lore that support your actual brand. It perpetuates it. It can take it to a next level. You, know, you have two martial arts studios. They have one. That's really, really good. You have another one that's really, really good. The, the studio's about the same size. But you have one that has these stories how they help underprivileged kids. And they are involved in their community. And they give back. And they do uh, scholarships. And they do Pancake Day at the Rotary. And you have the other one that has a world-class kicker. You know? Well, if I'm a parent, I, I want my kid to be good, of course. And, of course, you're going to have people gravitate to that. But I also want to be valued. Because my kid may never be a world-class kicker. But guess what? I want to teach them how to serve. I want to teach them how to lead. I'm going to go to this, to this company. It sometimes can really be the differentiator. And at the Disney Institute, it is estimated that every loyal, brand loyal customer that they have that come through those tour- turnstiles there is worth approximately $60,000 in net income throughout the course of their lifetime. So the reason that Disney does it so well is they figure the formula out that if you have somebody that's a raving fan... They're going to come back and they're going to spend a lot of money and they're going to spend a lot of time posting pictures and blogs and having great things to say and that's going to perpetuate the brand even further.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Great insight there. Fabulous insight. What do you feel um, brand leveraging is and you know how, how, do you, how do you suppose it can add to folks' bottom line? Well, well, brand leveraging is, is, is basically two or
0: more like-minded entities or brands working in synergy. Okay, so, so what does that mean? Basically, when this happens, the two heads are basically stronger than, than, than one. If they become stronger, more powerful, more efficient, more influential. And what happens is you can, just like the, the name suggests, leverage what you have, what you do, with another audience that's very related and close in a positive way. And basically, the easiest way to understand this is Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey basically made Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, Rachel Ray, and was very influential in in the presidential election in 08. Very influential. She she endorsed Barack Obama, and of course, um, like it or not, she put that stamp on these people. Her book club, I mean... Gosh, you're a book club. You, you find a book. Oprah says, this is a great book. You sell a million, million copies overnight. And that's kind of what brand leveraging does in a nutshell. You're aligning yourself in one of three ways, either by message, by popularity, or by purpose. And message would be like, okay, we're going to have this uh, collaboration. Uh, just to give you an example, um, Rascal Flats uh, a couple years ago, did a song with Justin Bieber. So you have two great icons. Completely different audiences, messages. Both singers, yes, same genre, but they felt like if they collaborated, they can really market to the other. And of course, that was when uh, Rascal Flatts was sort of sort of on, on the downhill, and Justin Bieber was sort of ascending. We all know that. You know, right now, that's, I don't know if they would collaborate now, uh, but a couple years ago, it made sense for both. Um, you know, Bieber wanted to go into the, to the country market a little bit, there was a little crossover. And Rascal Flats, you know, needed a bump, they were getting ready to tour. Made perfect sense, brand leveraging it, at its best. Popularity, it could be where you align yourself with somebody that's already established. Uh, you know, we did, uh, a couple years ago, we did our 20-year celebration here at the studio, and we wanted to really, quote-unquote, the icing on the cake of the event. So uh, at the time, on the Food Network, there was a show called uh, Ace of Cakes. And it's by Charm City Cakes, was the company. So we called these guys up. We said, listen, we want a cake from your institution. We, we want you guys to make our cake. And uh, we aligned ourselves with our already established brand. And, you know, of course, they built two cinder blocks, uh, boards out of sugar. They put a sparring headgear. They built a sparring headgear and a sparring handgear. Everything was branded with our logo. It even had the Century logo on it. And of course, everything was not only cake and edible, but the boards you could actually break. They were made out of gum paste. Even, even, even made boards or gum paste pencils that would go between the boards. So nobody knows who kick Masters Karate is involved for, because it's like three hours away from where we are. However, everybody knows Charm City Cakes. So they put the cake on their um, Facebook page and instantly, we, we almost, it was like 200 uh, additional likes just on our page. Just bam, just like that. So by aligning yourself with a stronger brand and a more established brand, it not only adds credibility, but you'll get an instant bump almost immediately. And sort of the third one is purpose. You know, the easiest way to think about purpose is, you know, a a message. You know, uh, PSAs, celebrities are saying stay away from drugs or don't do, uh, you know, underage drinking. Uh, The Jerry Lewis telethon is another really good way to look at it. You know, here's Jerry Lewis, he has a purpose, you know, he's passionate about raising money. And of course, you know, throughout the course of that telethon, hundreds of millions of dollars have gone into the research. So the brand leveraging itself by aligning with the right partner can really, really make a big difference.
1: Awesome. 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 How do you, uh, you know, speaking of partners, how do you decide with who to align? Um, And really, how how do you feel like people can maximize their strategic partnerships?
0: Well, you got to be on the lookout at all at all points. I mean, this is this goes from somebody of, of even hiring somebody to come and work at your studio or work for your business. You know, I found one of our best receptionists at our church. You know, she watched my son in, in, in the nursery. I saw how she inter- interacted with him and how engaged she was. And I, I heard her almost immediately. It was like, wow, this is great. So, you know, uh, uh, allowing her brand, and everything has a brand. I mean, everyone does have a brand, whether they know it or not. Her brand said quality, safety. I'm going to go ahead and hire her um, to work at my facility. And, of course, it worked out great. She's one of our top people. But I'm just going to give you just a, a quick little acronym. It's called fellows, F-E-L-L-O-W-S. Um, good fellows equal great partnerships. Now I'm going to do give it to you really quick, okay? Uh, F, figure out your brand and your core message. I think that's important. We've already talked about that. E, establish your brand by branding everything you possibly can that makes sense. We already talked about that. L, look for other like brands based on three co-branding principles. Again, we just talked about that. Through messaging, popularity, uh, uh, focus, or uh, purpose. And the second L is lock in partnerships based on your brand's value and messages. Okay, so how do you do that? You have to align your goals and make sure that you reach out with connections. You know, uh, this Saturday we're doing our third annual Bully Prevention Open House. There's a lot of passionate people in our community about stopping underage bullying or bullying at the at the uh, levels uh, that you'd see in school. And we reached out to community partners. We have 50 community, community partners that have locked on to our event. And of course, uh, not only do they help spread the word, they add credibility, but also they provide goods or takeaways uh, to the people that come to our event. I think that's important too because now you can get your message out quicker. And again, people uh, at Chick-fil-A... Uh, Around you might not know who Kick Masters Karate is, but when Chick fil A puts their name on an event that we're associated with, they're, they're like minded people that like their product then are going to say, okay, well, if, if it's good enough for Chick fil A, it's good enough for me. Or at least the idea of, of just searching out who who Kickmasters Karate is or who Rando Speaks is to go ahead and, and uh, really take that to the next level. Oh, organize events by aligning goals and desired outcomes. And really, this has to do with what the desired outcome is. So, for example, uh, when Subway sells football, they align with just, just a recent commercial with, with RG3. I'm a big uh, Redskins fan. Yeah, sorry, sorry about my luck, I know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it does make sense that he's an athlete, he's endorsing this footlong, and maybe Redskin fans don't like Subway or don't want to eat healthy because that's, of course, their brand, Eat Fresh, okay? But what he's doing, what Subway's doing, exposing um, a, maybe a, a new clientele to their brand, and he's doing the same thing. Now, number one, I mean, they're paying him, which is great, but maybe a lot of Redskins fans uh, who, who like RG3? Maybe don't eat at Subway, or maybe people that eat at Subway don't necessarily like RG3 or know what his message is. And of course, everybody wins because you know he's heading an organization for underage kids. He gets more people to tune into the games. Everybody eats more footlongs. It's a win-win as long as the brand uh, desired outcomes really flow and match. And the last is secure future endeavors with like brands. So if if a, if a campaign works or a strategy works. What are you going to do to make sure you can do it next year or the next year or the next year? so I think that's important. Good fellows equal great partnerships. It's a really easy acronym to remember, and i'm sure you're, I'm sure everybody's with a pencil writing it down right now. so good job uh, A plus <coughs> students with the pencils
1: <laughs> i I'm, I'm I'm typing as we as we go. I'm taking probably <laughs> as many notes as uh, as everybody else is um, you know obviously the uh, the web has really changed the way we do everything now, you know. How do you feel like endless web content has changed how we brand and really how we market?
0: You know, this this is a thing that we're we're all trying to figure out if we own businesses. I mean, how do we connect? Uh, and the only thing that, that likes change is a wet baby. That That's point blank. You know, so you have to try to figure out what worked yesterday if it's going to work today. And with the evolving marketplace, uh, the answer is probably not. Um, you know... Just to give you an idea, people are hit with over 4,000 brand messages a week. And how are you going to stand out with the product or service you provide is, is tough. But I, I'll just tell you some, just some basic things that have helped me. Um, staying current is important. So you've got to have social media. And, and when you do social media, you have to be good at it, and you have to be current with your communities. You've got to make sure that you're connecting with local charities. Again, you have to leverage your brand in a way at first, especially if you're a new first-time business owner or new, creating something, people don't know who you are. They don't know what you do. They, you can have all the passion in the world, but if people don't know the, the hustle behind the muscle, per se, they're, they're, they're not going to buy. They're not going to try. So uh, staying current is important. Frequency would be the second thing that I would say, and that is delivering the message often and on a way that's very, very connecting, uh, very basic so somebody can understand you know, when I was developing my website, I went to the web web people, and they said, "Listen, you have to build your website like a, like an eight-year-old is going to surf the web." And I said, "Well, an eight-year-old is not going to surf the web. They they're not going to go and, and, and hire me for consulting. To be big pictures, easy to understand language, okay, short content as, you know as far as like the, the verbiage, and and that makes sense because if you got to sort through a whole bunch of stuff in today's day and age." With things coming at you uh, 24-7, my phone's ringing. Since this interview is happening, I think I have six emails. I got 18 tweets. I got this, favored this, and Facebook likes, all this stuff. It's coming at me 24-7. I don't have time to read two or three pages worth of stuff. You know. So you got to make it clear and concise. Frequency is important, though. You have to stay engaged. People love stories. If you can tell stories and connect on an emotional level, people are much more likely to, to purchase or buy or to try. And um, I heard a quote a couple weeks ago on a podcast I listened to. It said, there's endless content on the Internet, but not a lot of insight. So if you can provide insight to the people that tune in day after day, week after week, maybe the first time for a month, provide something for free, or some sort of valuable information they can't get anywhere else, then you're providing a service. So that, that people will begin to develop that relationship of trust, which obviously leads to people purchasing or at least trying your product. And, of course, the last thing, and this is something that I'll just kind of throw in here, is that when you do uh, provide that service or a frequency and you do the post, it's got to be professional, it's got to be current, and what I try to do is I want it to try to be timeless. So a lot of times when when I put something, especially on the Randall Speaks Facebook page, it's a quote. And, and a lot of times, quotes, especially as we learn from Shakespeare and, and uh, even even the Bible per se, that, that great quotes they tend to stick around for a while. So having some a great insightful quote where people can use it, and I, I'm a quote guy. I love quotes. I love something that is quick and to the point. It's going to stimulate uh, my cognitive approach. It's really going to help. Uh, it's really going to help me. Uh, De- develop that lasting relationship with that entity, and also something that I can use as a reference, you know, 20 years from now, when Joe Schmo who, who listened to your consulting service and says, "Hey, Jason Silverman said this." I remember when he said this, and it, and it hit it hit me, and it struck me, and I just want to share that your your product, your service, your legacy, it lives on through the stories and the connections that you make and tell. So the, the hardest part is is with this current environment that I've seen is that people can go negative so fast. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that hide behind the Internet and you put up a a post and people say, oh, your skirt is ugly or I can't believe you're at that party or look at that posh car he drives or whatever. And and people can be very negative very quick because you're not molding the story you want to tell. So you have to be very vigilant of your brand because, remember, it all goes back to what I said earlier. Everything speaks. Everything speaks. Everything from where you go to what you say to, you know, you know, just a couple weeks ago, uh, there, there's a celebrity who gave up her first class ticket for um, a, a passenger in the back. And, you know, she went and sat and coach And it's like, wow, that's amazing. And that celebrity was one of the voices on the movie Frozen, you know, uh, Kristen Bell. And I was like, wow, I didn't really know Kristen that well, but that's kind of a big deal. So I, of course, Google her and see what she's doing and that kind of thing. Just that one little act of service of uh, making somebody else, lifting them up, building them up, uh, really really resonated with me. And I'm much more likely to see her next movie or her next project based on just that one little act of, of going above and beyond of over-delivery and detail. So I think it definitely is changing. The landscape is changing. And if you're not changing, you, you will, you will uh, evaporate. Because if you're not throwing something out there on a regular basis, people aren't going to pay
1: attention to you. That's fair. Very fair. Folks, it is time for our resource of the week. So Rick, tell me this. How can our listeners find out more about you and you know, whether it's your, your, your speaking services or really how you go about helping other entrepreneurs to succeed?
0: Well, uh, there, there's a lot of ways. I mean, if you're a martial arts school owner, you're certainly welcome to check out uh, any, anything that we do through kickmasterskarate.com. So kickmasterskarate.com. There, you can do social links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You know, I, I'm sort of new to this, uh, this platform, but it's interesting, uh, because it basically, it's Facebook, um, for business owners and professionals. So it's really neat to see what people are doing, what they're liking, their connections, you know, and, and I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Uh, so uh, send me a send me a, a message. I, you can do that. Uh, and again, my name is Rick Rando. It's really simple. Um, and, and the other way, if you uh, want to find out more about what I do, uh, speaking engagements, the seminar topics I I can provide for your business, um, RandoSpeaks.com. Again, I'm I'm on all the social media there. I just. Uh, I just launched that not too long ago. So there's a lot of social media stuff that's still very in its infancy, infancy stage. So, you know, you, you will find that I don't have a billion followers yet. Uh, however, um, you know, I'd love to connect with you there. So I, I would, you know, you, your listeners, I think, on every podcast, if they don't walk away with something, they're either distracted, they're not paying attention, or they're not looking to be fed. Because I got I to tell you, point blank, this is the number one podcast that I listen to when new podcasts come out. Number one, you know, I'm scrolling, you know, when when that little bubble comes up on my phone, (laughs) I'm saying, okay, I'm hoping it's the real deal because I know I'm going to get some nuggets out and I know I'm going to get some growth there. It's it's almost like, it's going to sound bad, but it's almost like going to church. You know, it's like, okay, you go and you get fed and it's like, yeah, man, this is the guy for me. I I want, I want to hear more, not only from you, but. You know, uh, I want to hear more from the people that you have on because you you have top-rate guests from one of your podcasts. And it's just amazing. I'm just humbled to even be on the same podcast. So so thank you, sir.
1: My pleasure. Well, thank you for sharing all your goodies. So I I love to end my podcast with an important question. Um, And it's really telling to me, you know, about the mindset um, of my guests. So tell me this: if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or, more importantly, to help them live a better life what would that piece of advice be?
0: So, uh, great question (laughs) and uh, uh, yeah, let's see here. Um, Okay, so so this is what I want to do. I talked earlier, and you kind of actually alluded to it before, but I talked earlier about strategic partnerships and aligning yourself with the right people. So here's what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw this out here, okay? And remember, all hate mail goes to uh, Jason Silverman at <laughs> I do dot <care. laughs> com. Yeah, there we go. Right. Um, surround yourself with fire starters. Surround yourself with people that are going to build you up. They're going to challenge you. They're going to push you. They're going to bring out the best versions of you. And and, and also in that same regard, you've got to cut the energy suckers you got to detach from these people. Got to, you got know, They can be called leeches. They can be called uh, you know, Debbie Downers, whatever you want to call them. I call them energy suckers. And basically, it's it's anyone or anything that detracts from who you are and where you want to go. Point blank. You know, lead by example. And there's a quote that I throw out there. And again, I'm a big quote guy. You know, when, when you live the story you tell, people will listen. But conviction and its purpose will encourage them to follow. And that's kind of what you want to walk away from this podcast with, is lead by example. Surround yourself with the right people, and don't be afraid to cut bait with the people that are draining of your time, your energy, your emotion. And although sometimes we want to choke our children and lock them in the basement, don't do that. Uh, but but just just be mindful and vigilant of who you let in, because you uh, you got, got to be surrounded by the right people. Otherwise, you'll never grow, and you'll never get where you want to be.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. Rick, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy you are, and uh, it means the world to me that you take some of your time and and share your experience and your wisdom with us.
0: It's my pleasure, sir. Any time for you.
1: Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thank you so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of our mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com, where I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal. Make a plan. Work like hell towards it and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. Go get them, folks. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week.
0: You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.